I talked about the idea of a chemical imbalance in the brain, and I questioned the belief that it's so common that it warrants, in the U.S. anyway, one in six people taking psychiatric drugs. Now, are these drugs helpful for treating childhood PTSD? Some researchers say yes, some say no. But given that we now know that the underlying problem with a lot of childhood PTSD symptoms is not a chemical imbalance per se, but brain dysregulation, there's evidence that some medications can actually do more harm than good. And one of the reasons may be that they interfere with our natural ability to re-regulate after a period of dysregulation. I wanna talk more specifically about dysregulation, how you know when it's happening and what to do once you notice that. So let's start with the regulated state, what it feels like. When we're calm, brain activity is even, and it's driving body responses and emotions in an even and predictable way. But when strong emotions trigger dysregulation, our thinking changes and we can go into reactivity. We might withdraw and get silent or get confused and say things or freak out or do something impulsive. It's hard to perceive accurately what's going on in those moments. Like, what just happened? What's the actual problem? Is it me or the other person? What am I supposed to say? In our dysregulated state, we might totally misread whether a person is safe or dangerous and we we can't tell whether our words and actions are appropriate to the situation. Do you know that feeling? And sometimes we say things and do things that we later regret. So how do you know if you're dysregulated? The trick is to recognize the signs, and they might be a little different in different people, but here are some clues. One is you feel spaced out. You're at a loss for words. You can't remember where you are or why you walked into a room. You feel scattered. You're trying to do a lot of things at once, but you're finishing nothing. Uh, you're tripping over things, dropping things, losing things. Uh, your voice and facial expressions are flat. Or you're in a rage, or you feel a huge urgency to express what's bothering you. Or you can't feel parts of your body, your hands, your mouth, your face, your nose, your feet. And dysregulation often begins with an emotional flood. You get very upset or scared from something that's said or something that happens. But sometimes the trigger is nothing you even notice. You can wake up dysregulated, in fact. So touching briefly again on the chemical imbalance question, yes, in theory, some of those symptoms could happen not because of dysregulation, but because of a chemical imbalance. And it's certainly likely that anything happening in your brain or body has a chemical component. But either way, it's not always important what the cause of your symptoms is. It's really just important to know what to do. So I've written this all down in a brand new download that you can access through a link in the description section below. And I talk about these signs of dysregulation and the things that you can do right away to start re-regulating now. But let's go over them here. So first, you can notice you're dysregulated. And if you can do this one thing, you can control your negative impulses and just give yourself some time and space to re-regulate before you begin saying anything or doing anything that could be destructive. Are you flooding with emotion? Are you full of adrenaline? Are you panicking? So say to yourself, I'm having an emotional reaction. And then two, you gotta be safe. This is not a good time to drive a car. Seriously, if you're dysregulated, pull over and take your time. Don't go running into a crosswalk or try to use a table saw. Give all your focus to getting yourself into a physically safe place where you can just 
cause. Now, if you're threatened with violence, well, some of this won't apply. Just return all your focus to getting yourself into a physically safe place, whatever it takes. If what triggered you was an argument, a verbal argument, instead of escalating the fight, you can use gentle words to stop the interaction, at least temporarily, and that really helps dysregulation. You can say things like, I want to continue this conversation, but I need to take a breather to calm down. Or if you don't want to tell the other person that you're triggered, tell them that you need to go to the bathroom. Or if you're on the phone, say that you have a call on the other line and you'll call them back. When you need to step back from a situation, you don't have to get into a big discussion about it. Because remember, talking about it can actually make dysregulation worse. So just find a way to put the conversation on pause. So another goal there is just to buy some time. Separate from the other person if you're getting triggered by the conversation and go into a room by yourself, even if it's the bathroom. No one has to know what you're doing. If, if the discussion feels urgent to you, take even longer before you try to resolve anything. Wait until you're re-regulated. Now here's a quick technique, and this one's very good for kids of all ages. Stamp your feet on the floor. You would be amazed how helpful it is to bring yourself back into present time and into your body. And as you stamp each foot, say quietly to yourself, right, left, right, left. And this helps your brain begin to re-regulate. It's responding to what you're saying and what you're doing and the feeling coming through your feet. And another measure you can take that no one knows you're doing is you can press your tongue to the back of your teeth. Just right there, just press it there. That's a way to get back in your body. And you can sit down. You can feel the weight of your butt in the chair. And this is yet another way to get back inside your body, bringing your awareness to what you're sensing. And sometimes what you need is to eat something. When you're stressed, you're probably gonna crave carbs and sugar, but it's protein foods that will help you get grounded again. And if you need some comfort, you can wash your hands and you can feel the water and soap on your hands. Warm water is particularly nice. My brother taught me this technique. And if you have a trusty friend with you, you can get a good squeezing hug. It can really help re-regulate your brain. And if no one's around, you can try pressing your back into the corner of where two walls meet and wrap your arms around each other so that you can feel pressure around your torso because we're wired to calm down when we're hugged. And that's it. You now have a whole bunch of things that you can do when you notice you're dysregulated. And I've written them down in the download PDF that you can access in the links below. And right after that link is a link to my online course, Healing Childhood PTSD, where I go deeper into the science, what we know about the effects of early trauma, as well as the symptoms and the strategies that you can use to advance your healing and change your life. Thank you so much for listening. If you love my content, think about joining my membership program. You can find out more information about that and all my courses and coaching programs at crappychildhoodfairy.com. Remember, healing is possible. People with childhood PTSD can have a wonderful life. Sometimes we just need a few workarounds. I'll see you next time.